Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin McCove, and you are tuned into the McCove Mindset Podcast. Today, we're going to sit down with a consultation call with a young gentleman. His name is Skylar Hoffman. Artist name goes by Washington. Let's see what we can do to help him out and start thinking outside of the box. Let's get to it. Cool. All right. So, Skylar, why don't you let me know uh, what's going on in your, your career right now? All right. So creatively, I'm uh, I'm transitioning away from the screenplay and turning it into a book because I feel like a book is better for my audience, as well as recording music whenever possible. I recently invested into Logic and a microphone and uh, just going to start cranking things out, working out singles, maybe an EP at some point, stuff like that. So I saw that you did have, you have a single out right now. Yes. That and, shot a video for, yes. Right. So I saw the video for that. What what did you use to upload that? Um, so my girlfriend just had a camera around. I don't even know what kind of camera it was. I mean, it was obviously like lower budget, but the fact is that we turned it around pretty fast. I mean like the what platform did you use to uh, to get it online? Is, uh, it on, is it on like iTunes or whatever? Because I only saw the video. So does it exist on yes. Apple Music, Spotify? Yes, I used uh, DistroKid. DistroKid, yeah. okay. So you're doing like the unlimited, you can have unlimited releases mm-hmm. for like $19.99 or something mm-hmm. like that, $39.99. $35, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, like what type of release strategy did you use when you put that one out? Did you do pre-sales, pre-save, anything like that? Well, the thing is, if you send it to editors ahead of time, then you can get playlisted easier, supposedly. But I uh, I scheduled a post for like two months in advance mm-hmm. after trying out another single that didn't get any editor feedback. So I feel like Spotify right now is kind of just uh, saturated and their editors aren't going to see everything. So I don't know my necessary release calendar strategy because I don't know if it'll be playlisted. So I'm thinking to do a music video and song drop for every song I can do because I can do it for very cheap at the moment. Right. I think you should you should definitely do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just only rely on the Spotify curation mm-hmm. to get you playlisted. Yeah. There are... Because I know... So you went to DistroKid... Because you did a pre-release, you were allowed to use, like, the artist profile in Spotify mm-hmm. to submit to a playlist. Yes. Um, yeah, so it is hard. It's difficult to get mm-hmm. curated that way. Um, one of the workarounds is to go on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and then just, have you done this? And I don't know, just reach out to people? Yeah, go, go on LinkedIn, leads. go to Spotify. Okay. Like, because whenever you go to a company, it tells you who works there and what exactly. job position they yes. have. And find all those people and then get their names, go back to Instagram, mm-hmm. go to Instagram and DM them. Okay. Or, and you don't have to be so overt as to DM them instantly, but at least follow them mm-hmm. and keep up with like liking them. Like if you need to make a little spreadsheet off to the side oh, or something that says like, these are the, these are the Instagram accounts for Spotify mm-hmm. and this is what they do. Because sometimes it'll just say like curator. Like, mm-hmm. on their profile, it even say on their Instagram profile, like, oh, Spotify curator or whatever. And from their profile sometimes, too, you can also go to, like, people they follow. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they just follow a bunch of other curators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, if you know that you're going to release something two months out, mm-hmm. maybe a month even before that is when you want to say, let me start following the pages, let me yeah. start liking things, let me leave little comments underneath, mm-hmm. and then... You can start to DM them. 
So then when you DM them like, hey, like I really enjoyed playlist, blah, 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 that mm-hmm. you because they'll probably post during that month that you're keeping up with them. Some somewhere in their story or whatever, it's gonna show what playlist they curate. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to be like, okay, they curate this playlist. Mm-hmm. Then you can go on Spotify, follow that playlist, learn a little bit about like the shit that they curate. And go back to them like, yo, I really appreciate, I uh, really dug the like, you know, Ariana Grande, whatever mix yeah. that you did, yeah. whatever it is. Um, and if you do that over a hundred different people, you know, so let's say you do, let's give you a more practical number. Let's say it's 30 mm-hmm. because that's one a day for yeah, that yeah. month before you hit your, your eight weeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got 30 and maybe one or two. Right, because right now you're exactly. at zero. So, you know, so yeah, maybe yeah. one or two hits you back. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, well, if you create a playlist that could use something like this, I have a release coming out in blah, blah, blah. It's in the Spotify curation. Because mm-hmm. now it's also not like a side hustle thing either where mm-hmm. they have to go out and do it as a favor almost. Because so they can – that tactic works – when someone isn't an official playlist curator, mm-hmm. when they're an official Spotify playlist curator, you're starting to mess with like professional things. Mm-hmm. But if you're already in the queue, now they're just aware. Okay, this is the artist name and this is the song that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to look for. And everything is tagged. That's why when you go fill it out, it has you click on all the tags. Mm-hmm. Now they'll be able to easily find your song and they can add it into their list. Um, that's just a method that's great, yeah. to get into the, the playlisting. But then there's also like just non-Spotify verified, like registered mm. curators. And you can just hit them up and be like, how much is it? Because that's really what it, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's, it's yeah. more of a play-to-play type of game. Mm-hmm. And you can figure out how much it's going to cost you. So when you set out your budget for your single, whatever that budget's going to be, mm-hmm. um, and part of your marketing budget, maybe you put in playlisting. And so if you have a, I don't know, $200 budget, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you do a $200 budget, then you know, like, take the time now before you're even going to put the single out. Take mm-hmm. the time now to contact as many of those people as you can just so that you can get the price points. Yeah. As many price points as you possibly can mm-hmm. so you understand, all right, well, this this costs $50 and this playlist has 50,000 followers and blah, 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 blah. And then also get the... It's key to get the small details. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if I pay you $100 to get on your playlist, where does that put me on your playlist? And for how long mm-hmm. does it keep me there? Because you want to be in the top three songs. How long is huge, yeah. And how long am I going to be there? Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's another you. There's another you hitting them up that's going to pay them to get on the playlist. So, mm-hmm. like, as soon as you pay and get on, they got your money and they put you on, they could keep you there for a day. And, and then mm-hmm. they got... 4,500 other people trying to get on the same playlist, mm-hmm. and they got to take that money and get them on too. Like, so mm-hmm. you really kind of got to work it out to say, okay, this is what it is. This is what's going to be, and make sure you get contracts. Of like, not just a. Nothing's yeah, official. I'm have, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to have you on my playlist for it. No, no, no. Just get it official. Also, mm-hmm. you probably just shouldn't work with anybody mm-hmm. who's not going to kind of have an official way to go about things. Um, and you need a history. Mm-hmm. The good playlist curators, like in their highlights, mm-hmm. they'll have like their data. It's all in their highlights. This artist used blah, blah, blah. This is what they're, and they'll just show you the numbers. Um, and then you can go back to, because they normally tag, this is how you know if they're legit. They'll tag the artist 
that bought the package. So then you can click on that artist and you can DM that artist. Now, what was your experience like when you use blah, blah, blah? Is that worth it? Is it cool? Mm-hmm. They're staking their reputation on it. That's why they put all the information in there. If you run into somebody who's not even putting that information there, mm, like that's probably not what you what you need exactly, to do. Yeah. Um, but that's another way to get into the playlist. And then there's playlist leveraging. If you have a higher budget, of course. You got like a G. Pay the G to get onto the dope playlist and then leverage your being on a good playlist that's already got you numbers on the other playlist. I noticed that a lot of curators, though, they will not. So this is important, too, because they won't playlist songs that aren't new. Mm, okay. So if you're like, let me test it a out lifespan. with my old song. Mm. Yeah, they'll just be like, no, we're not going to take that. Okay. And I don't, I don't know why that is a thing, mm-hmm. but it is a thing. That it, if you have older music, it is way harder to get it put into pushed into a playlist than something that's brand new. Mm. That just is. Wow. Um, okay. What else? What else are you trying to do outside so, of? Yeah, for music, like, what do you think of the whole TikTok wave? Then, do you think it's worth it to maybe pay somebody to post a TikTok using your music by any chance? Okay, so I'm one person. This is just my personal okay, opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that TikTok is a great way for things to go viral. Mm -hmm. I think that it also has no way to keep you engaged in terms of retention. Mm -hmm. Because if you post a video, like the the purpose of the platform is to watch viral videos. The likelihood that one individual can recreate viral videos is low. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you might have blown up on TikTok for one video, but why do I need to go to your page and subscribe to you and watch more videos? Because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to have more viral videos. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have more videos that didn't go viral. And I don't care to watch them because on that platform, the only point is to watch viral videos. Mm-hmm. So if your music is on it, yes, that is good in terms of instant monetary gain. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can you can get your music registered in the TikTok registry. Mm -hmm. So when it gets those million hits or whatever, they have already paid a licensing fee. So you're going to get paid off of that. Regardless, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, The likelihood that you can retain fans. I bet. bet. You know, the likelihood that someone watches a viral video, Uh hears a dope song, then says, okay, I want to go find you in that song and then become a fan of you. Mm -hmm. Low doesn't mean you shouldn't do it you should still do it i would just be cautious about how much of your energy of course you're putting yeah. into it um it, it, it will be effective it just mm-hmm. may not be effective like long term but if you're looking for a quick like cash grab mm-hmm. then it can be effective that way okay and i think it's like just part of the package in distro kit anyway like, yeah you just no, like the music's click up a there. box yeah, yeah. yeah you click a box and it's there so then it's just a matter of dming someone so when it comes to paying Mm, I personally wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't just because it's like (laughs) it's already there. Yeah. At that point, they're just, they're randomly deciding what songs they want to put in or what song they feel like fits. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get on with somebody and just like, hey, look, I have a song about blah, blah, blah. If you do a video, this one might work. That's a cool suggestion, but I wouldn't pay somebody for that. Well, if I have the ability to leverage and create like a, pretty professional treatment, so to speak, of what I would want, and they would say, okay, and go ahead with it. I mean, it wouldn't be good to pay them for doing that unless 
they had a substantial fan base. Right. Like, unless they have some some type of way yeah. that shows you... A little ROI. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you get a minimum of mm-hmm. this many hits. Um, and again, I would only invest in it if it's, like, guaranteed that you can get yeah. your money back. Um, I know sometimes people invest in things. It's like, there's a, there's a platform called Soundplate. I'm not familiar. Soundplate is a platform that puts your music into playlists. So they'd be bum playlists. You know, like, I bet. <laughs> you and I can make playlists. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has a Spotify account can make a playlist. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like me going to you and being like, hey, pay me $10 mm-hmm. to put your song in my playlist that no one listens to, that no one is subscribed yeah, to. Yeah. You know, like, because you don't have, you don't even really have a, a view on how many people listen to these playlists, how many people subscribe to them, mm-hmm. if they're the same, if they're mm-hmm. bots. That's the thing you got to watch out for. If, like, yeah. I can say, here goes my playlist, and it's got 10,000 listeners or whatever, and all those listeners could be fake. Like, so then you got to find out if the playlist is even verified to give you verified plays mm-hmm. because you can pay to get the plays. And mm-hmm. then as soon as Spotify runs the, like, the numbers to be like, oh, like, that's, those were fake plays. Don't calculate it. Yeah, they don't calculate yeah. it. So you got to make sure that you're that you can actually get paid off of the plays um, that you're paying for. There's a I can link you too. There's a link that I have that there's, and I'm just curious, right? And it's only like 150 bucks, so I'm like, mm, okay. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> like for 150 dollars, they're like four, maybe it's 250 thousand plays or something like that. But 250 thousand plays is like. Four hundred dollars, or something like that. Yeah. Like, or it, maybe it's twenty five thousand. It's like four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be right. I mean, we're gonna try it just to see. Yeah, but it can't yeah. be right that I can pay you one hundred and fifty dollars and get paid back four hundred dollars because then I'm at a two hundred and like fifty dollar come up every time. Mm-hmm. So why would I not just keep? cycling through that at that point it wouldn't even be about the plays if you was on some like crazy hustle stuff you would just put out as many singles as you could and run the same campaign for every one of them so that that way you can make a 250 dollars come up off every song to an extent you need the social proof of views and plays though right for somebody you can check on it like if i have 10 plays nobody's gonna check for it i'm like oh this is so good you know yeah but but you but (laughs) organic reach is something that still is huge organic reach in my opinion is a little fake really yeah, I think that it's or it's, it's like uh, it's overvalued. Mm-hmm. Like people, are like, oh, like, but it's organic. It's like, no, not really. Nothing on the internet is really organic like that. Not yeah. on, not on any platform that isn't. You can't even really say Facebook. Like they're just no. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is probably like maybe the most organic place that you could be. Yeah. Um, but Instagram is literally a platform for branding. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody's real Instagram page, especially if it's public that isn't fake mm-hmm. to some degree. Like, it is mm-hmm. to show you a brand. It's a branding platform. Yeah. So people are color coding what their Instagram looks like. You know, they're spacing out, oh, I got photo, video, photo. Like, they got all kinds of layouts and stuff. That's, that's I'm telling you right now, it's mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, man. Like, I'm like, nah, why do you want it to be organic? Well, I feel like if things are organic, like, uh, what is it, the guy that made Tesla, what's his name? Do you know? Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. He said that he never paid for advertising because, like, if you make a good enough product, like, people will come. I mean, I don't believe in that to an extent because you obviously need the social proof. But the 
organic reach shows that maybe people are sharing things. Like, you never know, but the thing about me is I kind of boosted my social media presence two years before the, like, Instagram boom where everybody was doing everything. So I have organic followers. I mean, I kind of stopped because the conversion levels, like, the engagement is not there on the platform now because everybody's not organic. It. Yeah, now it's... Because yeah. they control how many people are going to interact with you because <clears throat> they need you to buy ads and they need you to buy yeah. ads because it's a publicly traded nah. stock mm-hmm. and because it's publicly they they're they're not interested in you exactly they got they got you addicted and vote like to the like to the mm-hmm. view count to mm-hmm. the so they got to keep that there so that that way you say oh man i'm getting less i'm getting less how am i getting less but Prove i was your worth yeah exactly so stuff. what do you do you, to get that little spike crazy you, crazy <laughs> you, you hashtag like crazy or mm-hmm. you buy an ad or you that's mm-hmm. how they make their money Exactly. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, why do you want it to be organic when it's not? It's yeah, nothing no, about it's right. organic. From the top down, they're controlling it. Mm-hmm. If it was organic, if you had 2,000 followers, 2,000 people would see, would see it. it. Yeah. But consistently, right. if you go to look at your insights consistently, you mm-hmm. will likely see a threshold at 20%. Mm-hmm. That's not random. Why? How, how is it possible that over the course of 100 videos that you make, every one of them caps off at 20% of your followers? Exactly, yeah. So... That's why I'm like, don't oh, of don't over glorify yeah. organic because it's kind of fake anyway. So, what platforms would you say to be on? Because if Instagram's like that now, it's like well, they're all kind of like that. And I think whichever platform yeah. works best for, I think you got to make content for the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and and admittedly, I'm not the greatest person to talk to about this because okay. I am. I succeed in P2P. Mm-hmm. And that has that from the gate that has been my model is person to person. Yeah. I don't really I'm on social media. Of course. And I create content for social media for the sake of like brand awareness. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the the real interaction that I have is is person to person. I was on subscription models back in like 2012. Mm-hmm. You know, with like, yo, I'm gonna put out XYZ album or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And you and the other 50 people in this Facebook group are the only people that could ever have access to it. It's going to cost this much money. And people would, boom. And I isolated it so that nobody even knew that that music existed. Like, I've always kind of been on that too. An exclusive uh, CRM type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, that worked. Mm-hmm. I understand it like for other people, it, it might yeah, not. Yeah. You know, even like the things that I did with schools and how I kind of manufactured that. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, the intent. I think intent is kind of the biggest thing. You got to make sure that your mm-hmm. intent is right. Um, but that worked too mm-hmm. because it's it's on more of a personal basis. It's just less of like kind of the, I'm doing this because I want people to see it and because I want like it's mass appeal. Mm-hmm. So it's like target market, targeted marketing, but I just like to do it in person. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I just you like said, to do oh, it. Oh, this in is my person. demo. I'm gonna go do this. Yeah, because exactly. Because at that point, people. you can just control the price. Yeah. That's the biggest thing to me. That's one of the things that I really dislike about the music industry in general mm-hmm. is that I have no way to set the price. If you're Coca-Cola, you mm-hmm. can adjust your price depending on where Coke is. Mm, yeah, that's big. You know, yeah. like if, it, if I'm like, oh, look, I have a Coke in my hand right now and there's no access for you to get a Coke and you really want this Coke, I can adjust yeah. the price of it however I want to. Yeah. You can't do that with music. I don't like that. Like, so yeah, <laughs> I want to be able to adjust the price however I want to because mm-hmm. it's mine, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, when you go submitting to Spotify or whatever like that, you're just like, you're hoping. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. look here. Like, I hope that my song is on here. And then it blows up. But even if it gets a million plays, wouldn't you like to know that, like, if a song's getting a million plays, mm-hmm. it's more valuable now. So shouldn't I get paid more money from a million to two million? Why am I getting paid the same thing from a million to two million? Because, mm-hmm. if again, if I had a Coke, if, if it's outside of the stadium where everybody can have access to it, it's yeah. $1.99. But if I put it inside the stadium where it's a limited access and exactly. there's a limited quantity, mm-hmm. now that same Coke is $4.99. Why don't I get the right to do that? Yeah. You know? No, like, you're right. There's always a ceiling. You yeah, know? you know, so, again, it just depends on what kind of model you want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just putting that out there as, like, to say that you don't have to limit yourself only to Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and, t- and Tidal or whatever it is. There are, if you want to make a website right now mm-hmm. and only sell your music off of your website, you can do that. Build now, a database. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you could do that off an email list. You could do that off a, I'm going to just do a whole bunch of shows in one particular market mm-hmm. and, and and personally talk to every individual, get their phone numbers and create like a text-based marketing plan. I used mm-hmm. to do a text-based marketing program too. Um, it was like DBA, text to 72727. Exactly, um, yeah. And it gave me everybody's information. I got your telephone number. <laughs> you know, I have your yeah, number. Yeah. I can directly call you. I can directly send mm-hmm. you a text message. I can make you feel special. Not, oh, I released some music. Please share it or whatever, like this, yeah, like yeah, yeah. mass cry, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying there's another perspective of like, if I sent you a text message, if you randomly got a text message and it was like, yo, Skylar, thank you so much for supporting my music. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping this exclusive single only to people who I have a thing called the Black Heart Club. Like, so only to, you know, blue members in a Black Heart Club, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, blue, blue membership is $5 or whatever. So now, boom, I added you into my subscription-based model. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay $5, but now you got access to something that nobody else had access to. And maybe you value that because I didn't checked up on you. It's like, yeah. you're a, for people who don't have direct access to me, they're just fans. Mm-hmm. It matters for the kid in Chicago, for the person in California, for the person in, in Austin. Yeah. For me to not just be on Facebook, ancillary, like, oh, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. But, yo, happy birthday, blah, 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 blah. And then get a voice note of, like, a happy yeah. birthday. Like, that matters. Mm-hmm. And you can really start to navigate. You create an experience for somebody. In my mind, art is an experience. Art exactly. isn't based on talent. And it's not based on, like, it's. you can craft certain things. But mm-hmm. art in itself is this experience. It has to create a feeling in people. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, you can create connections and feelings with people Mm -hmm. that's associated through your art and it changes the way that they interact with the product um and i'm saying that yeah it's more work of course it's more work to do it that way (laughs) um but it's an option for you Mm -hmm. especially if you just keep running into walls like man i can't get on no spotify playlist then i let me in like the, (laughs) the industry is shutting me out yeah they do that (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, they do that. So think differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like, think about how you can effectively, like, what's your goal? What are you trying to do? Let me ask you that question. What are you trying to do? Well, I just want, not necessarily fans, but I want people to enjoy the music. Um, 
I don't know, being at, being at like a party and people like your stuff is probably the most euphoric feeling I've ever felt. So like, have you had your music played at parties? I, play, I had played at parties and people that I've never met come up and tell me like, yo, are you Washington? I, I love this song or that song. And it's just like a whole thing because that's completely me. Like right. I'm telling truthful things. That's why I didn't steer clear in the newest single, like the first day out stuff. Um, that's my story, not anybody else's story. So it's cool because people evaluate you and something that you kind of, it's like a therapy thing where you tell you tell your story and people love it. And it's like you need that authenticity stuff. And I just want to show people I'm authentic and like just like them because everybody goes through the same struggles, you know. Um, it would be great to make money off of it because then I would do it full time, you know, just mm-hmm. – being a creative instrument and having people love it. That's that's the goal, but, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with just having people feel fulfilled by listening to the music. Word. So then yeah. maybe what you make money off of needs to not be the music because because you are still, you're effectively communicating mm-hmm. what your goal is. Your goal mm-hmm. is to make this connection through your music mm-hmm. that shows authenticity, that creates a vibe between you and that audience. Mm-hmm. And your music is doing that. And maybe which you don't need the music to make you money. You just need to make money so that you can make music full time. Mm-hmm. Right? So what if what if you did effective merchandising along mm-hmm. with your music? So that way you had like, I don't know, shirts or whatever. To, whatever the yeah. audience that you vibe with. I don't even know. Maybe it's like beer cans. Like you just said parties and you said college. The first thing that came to mind. And you go, went to the University of Delaware. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, yo, that's a top 10 Party school in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Delaware is growing crazy fast in terms of brewing, like a, mm-hmm. like original brewers and dogfish. brewery. Yeah, I mean it's more than dogfish. You got dogfish. You got um, like Blue Earl Painted Stave. Like I mean, Google mm-hmm. it, man. It's probably yeah, like yeah. it's probably like fifty breweries yeah. and companies. And maybe you don't even need a big company like that, but you need to find a guy who is brewing beer in his in his garage and hit mm-hmm. him up. Like yo. I got a plan. Mm-hmm. I got plugs still in college for day drinks, for parties, mm-hmm. at fraternity houses, whatever it is, and figure out if you can get a keg or a brew batch, a personal, like a Washington brand batch brewed. Exactly. Early and adopter, it, just help and, them and out. And bring that yeah. to, the, to the party <clears throat> and put everybody on with that. Like maybe that's the sale. Maybe, you know, like you got two kegs and you, uh, you call, so it's called Lost Leaders. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's yeah. a couple of cans of beer at first or whatever it is, but you got to integrate that. And we're extrapolating, right? This is one isolated way to think about it. But yes, of course. You bring the beer there. Everybody likes it. They they pop yeah. in. And now it's associated with your music. So you you build some kind of, you got your brand or your album cover or whatever on the keg or on the can. Mm-hmm. And now when, yo, like it's Washington What's time this? or whatever. Yeah. It's, so at midnight at the party or whatever like that, the keg rolls out. We make it a spectacle like, okay, everybody's mm-hmm. popping. Everybody gets these beers. Because now you can make money off something else, but you're still getting what you need out of the music. Mm-hmm. And the money's just going to come from something else exactly. that's associated with the music. Um, that's how I would get you to think about it. Mm-hmm. Since your goals aren't necessarily tied to making money from music. 
Mm-hmm. You just need to make money so you can make music, exactly. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, I'm also in the screenwriting world, and I think that putting content on YouTube, just content is king at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. videos are always going to get viewed. The YouTube algorithm is better, and it's a free platform for the most part right now. Yeah, I think that it has the most, quote-unquote, exactly. organic Yeah, reach. so if I'm going to start writing treatments, making music, and then shoot music videos, ton of music videos, and then maybe, like, somebody wants to do my film, like, that would be the lost leader of the music thing. So anything creative, writing, storytelling is what I want to do, tell stories for a living, basically. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a that's a genre that you should watch, actually, uh, on Netflix called Dolomite. I've seen clips of it, yes. All right, bro, yeah, watch yeah. that, because it sounds like you. Yeah. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. you're white and he's black, but it sounds like you. <laughs> like, no, yeah, uh, yeah. like... Just someone who was artistically creative, mm-hmm. just a creative individual, and was mm-hmm. kind of like, no matter which way I have to go about being a creative, mm-hmm. I will, and I will succeed at this. And kind of just jokes, music, screenplays, mm-hmm. you know, turns into a movie, all of that he made happen just by like not limiting himself like okay mm-hmm. next avenue next avenue yeah. next avenue um and he, a lot of it he ended up doing like kind of with his own money so i'm like that's another thing too his own money and help of his peers like yeah. help of his peers yeah. so and i know that you already said that you had someone who helped you put the music video together mm-hmm. and stuff so utilizing your resources like that is 100 percent. yeah you know, it's, it's amazing really because so many people feel like so many people want quality before they even have an audience. Exactly, yes. So they're like, ah, well, I got to go pay 5G so I can get this director and this guy with, that audience, has this yeah. camera and blah, blah, blah. And then they post it. So the video is fire. And then they post it and it's got like 200 views. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what would you spend all that money on? <laughs> would you yeah. spend it on that for? Yeah. You probably could have shot it on your iPhone. Nowadays, yeah. Shot it on your iPhone and just and paid a fraction of the cost to just get a dope editor. Mm-hmm. Like just get editing a, is the magic. Yeah, like just get a dope editor, then they could have chopped it up for you, and then take the rest of that money, the other four mm-hmm. G's or whatever, and dump it into your marketing. You know, your your advertising, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Maybe I know at at shows you started doing shows. A couple shows, yeah, I've done a couple. I know at shows a technique that used to be done a lot was to put plants in shows. So you I would, bet. Yeah, Somebody you dancing. Exactly. And say, oh, okay, yeah, you just is. toss them a little 20 bucks or you toss them a little 50 bucks, uh, yeah. whatever it is, or you get them. It don't always got to be money. Mm. Some dudes just want to be somewhere because they want to be somewhere where the girl's at. So they're mm. going to bring their squad out just because there's girls there. Mm-hmm. Some girls, they don't need money because that makes them feel bad about themselves, but they like drinking. So... Find you, their you hobby. Go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. got to find out what is because it's, it's the barter system. You got to figure exactly. out which, what resources do I have and what resources do you want or need. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be money. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of times people are kind of like, well, I don't have any money. You don't need money. What do you, what do you have? Time. Mm-hmm. You got time and you got a skill that somebody else, like, I don't know, now you got a microphone and you got some some mm-hmm. stuff so maybe you can get some people to come out and support your show in exchange for yeah i'll record that verse for you mm-hmm. or whatever you know exactly. there's, there's all kinds of exchanges that can kind of go on um and even when it comes to like bloggers or 
curators or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can leverage those types of exchanges because maybe you don't like, maybe you develop a relationship with a curator who's starting. Mm-hmm. He's just getting his stuff out the ground, mm-hmm. but you already developed a relationship with a blogger. And maybe what your exchange is like, yo, when you put me on your playlist for curation, I'm going to link you to the blogger who's going to put you to his market, which is going to make more people listen to your, you know what I mean? Where you don't actually, you don't have any of the the plug, really. You're just connecting. That's a key element of what you have to do also, too. When you don't have many resources yourself personally where you Mm -hmm. can't pay for things or whatever. And be like, I can't do this, but if you help me do this, I can put you in contact with this person over here who already owes me a favor from somebody else that I yeah, put exactly. there. You know, like, and you kind of make a web where everybody is is relying on each other. Um, that's a good way to go about that. It's just about being genuine in the music industry because I know there's a lot of people that once they have their success, they kind of uh, face away from being genuine, and then that's kind of how their career ends. Yeah, so from personal experience... I, maybe I've just been fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, people that I have known from before they got successful to now, mm-hmm. when they have are wildly successful, 95% of them still dope. Good. Did not switch up at all. Mm-hmm. And for people, there's only like two individuals I'm thinking of specifically <laughs> that did kind of switch up. Yeah. I don't blame them. I can't I can't blame them for switching level, up yeah. because they on a different exactly they on another level because somebody might look at me and mm-hmm. be like, "Well, you switched up from it's like there are imagine it's like a spectrum. Different person every day." Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a color spectrum yeah. almost and it's like when you get so far down the spectrum, it's like this doesn't work. I needed you to move up the spectrum mm. to a little bit to justify what is happening. So when mm-hmm. you have some people who have kind of gotten into like the stratosphere almost in terms of their success, mm-hmm. it makes sense. That mm-hmm. is like if you want access <laughs> if you if you want access again then you gotta get up. You like you gotta level yeah. yourself up. You know, so you can't really be mad at anybody f- for that. I don't I'm never gonna be like, yo, somebody really switched up. Mm-hmm. Nah, you just stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't level up enough. But that's the thing about getting plugged in, too, is, like, it has to be genuine chemistry. You can't yeah. necessarily be like, I want this to happen. I need you to do this. And if you have no skin in the game, like, no money or bartering, then they won't help you, yeah. you know? So, unless you're friends with them. Yeah, and then even then, you know, friendships change. Doesn't help, yeah. You know, friendships, just, they they change. They develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm at, like, I have friends who I was, like, best friends with. Mm-hmm. We're associates now. We're still friends, mm-hmm. but we're not like yeah, friends. Know, right? Yeah, and I got other people who I started out as like associates with, who I'm like, friends. dang, we friends. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's like yeah. it's growth. Yeah, there's, there's growth, and you can't be mad at anybody for growing, especially if they grew to a place that you wanted to be, and you just aren't there. You know, like because mm-hmm. th- really, what that is, that's projection. You just mad at yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. You just mad at yourself. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, to get to get back on topic, of course. Um, I think the beer thing could work for you, bro. The beer thing, um, some merch definitely. Of merch, course. you you gotta have merch. Do you have merch? Exactly. No, not currently. Got to get merch, man. Yeah. Get merch. Get a Shopify store, like mm-hmm. a little online joint. Also, get the ones that's just sitting in your car, mm-hmm. so that way when you go to a day drink or whatever, mm-hmm. yo, I got teas. Okay, cool. 
and then you know get your little square reader or or whatever it is Venmo yeah, square Ve- you don't even need it like that you just need Venmo everybody uses Venmo exactly so you know like yo I got a T okay cool yo cash at me Venmo yeah. me mm-hmm. five dollars ten dollars what whatever whatever your situation is I yeah. don't know what you're trying to sell mm-hmm. but just whatever creates the least amount of friction because you don't want to show up at the party or whatever and, and then you like got a shirt pun. and then they're like how do I get the shirt? And you're like, oh, well, if you go online, Instant. you better have them Johns in your trunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's print on demand. You got to order online. Nah, yeah. nah. <clears throat> because then, cause then you, you lost the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you lost the, you, and, and and within the moment, not only did you lose that one sale in the moment, but you probably Future. lost like 35 sales. Because if you get mm-hmm. one, if you get the most pop in person at the party, to buy into wanting to get, and this is again what a plant is, right? It's known as a sneezer too in the purple cow, like somebody who's an influencer of other people. Oh, yo, that's a good book. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you read um, Lynchpin? I don't think so. Same author. Same author. Yeah, read Lynchpin. It's a good book. I'll check it out. Um, yeah. I peep that you like to read. That's mm-hmm. dope. Uh, yeah, same same concept. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're the most influential person. That's just like social media, but in real life. And again, this is why I like to work people to people because it's just something I understand more. Like I grew up a little, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the 90s where people mm-hmm. were still selling CDs out of the back of their truck and stuff like that. So that's kind of the culture that I really understand. Mm-hmm. But I understand that the internet is that same culture just in a digital environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so where people are like, oh, but that person's an influencer. They're cool. It's like, what makes them an influencer? They're an influencer because more people pay attention to what they do. At a party, there is an influencer. There is someone there who is the quote-unquote coolest person at the party. Mm -hmm. And if the coolest person at the party is like, yo, this beer is dope, and I need a shirt. Oh, yo, get me the shirt. And boom, and they get a shirt. How many other people do you think is going to want to get a shirt now? Because they want to fit in. They want to be cool. Like, so you gotta be able to boom. It's here you psychology. Go. So, yeah, exactly. It's that psychology <laughs> yeah. of like is, is group that group mindset mm-hmm. of like, oh, I gotta fit in. I gotta. I want a, a piece of that. Um, mm-hmm. And you can kind of you can facilitate those types of environments. Mm-hmm. You can experiment with it in microcosms of like a little party or whatever. And and once you figure out how to really do it mm-hmm. in a party, you say, oh, well, what about a bigger party? What about a what about a concert or a show? What about mm-hmm. a concert? Okay, what about uh, you can about really start, yeah exactly <laughs> no, you know you, mean, you can yeah. start you can start mapping it out because mm-hmm. you you understand the formula to how to get it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people don't like words like that necessarily because it seems like ah it's not natural it's not organic or it's, it's but it's like everything it's everything works research. on a for, yeah everything yeah. works on a formula man <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know if I say f you get out of this. There's a formula that says you're going to get out of here if that's what exactly. I wanted, right? And if everything works in, mm-hmm. in, in like a specific way, in an order. Um, and oftentimes I think we just get, we get like straight path. We start to only think about things in one way and in one mm-hmm. direction. Um, and you seem like in your real life mm-hmm. that you like to use so many different directions. So that's why I'm suggesting the things I'm suggesting to you now mm-hmm. because I think that you are the type of individual who can like see that and be like, whoa, I already use so many different avenues to create art. I could use so many different avenues to market this art. To package it, yeah. Exactly. So. It's dope. Yeah, I mean, I hope, 
I hope some yeah. of it helps. No, of course that helps. Of course that helps. Work. It's good talk. All right, cool. Yo, thanks, man. thanks for coming in. Yes, I appreciate of course. You, thanks, man. That wraps up another episode of the McCove Mindset Podcast. If you appreciated any of the information in the discussion today, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Every bit of support is appreciated. And I want to continue to bring you content that will enhance your career, your life, and your overall mindset. So again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon. I know someone will be someone. It's you, it's you.